0: Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian.
1: Hey, it's Wilfred And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind.
0: You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter.
1: And the Cheetah Girls movies.
0: Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join
1: us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey,
1: everybody, welcome to Car Stuff. My name is Scott.
2: And I'm Ben and Scott. Before we get started, one thing we do need to say is this is a podcast, uh, concerning Toyota. Toyota in full disclosure is a sponsor on our site, but we're giving you the pros and cons and we stay unbiased. That's,
1: so, that's right. I mean, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll just give you, uh, the positive and the negative here in this podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll start at the beginning. We'll go through the middle. <laughs> we'll that's,
1: stop at the end. Oh, I like it that way.
2: Space is one of the most exciting
1: potential. Areas of human expansion. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But uh, here's here's a question for you. Then, what's that? Why the heck is NASA, which is our space agency here in the sure. United States, yeah. why are they studying car safety? That is a good question.
2: I think the answer the answer makes sense, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the answer a lot of people are expecting. Well,
1: see, this is this comes about because recently there was a, uh, a news report. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really going back to the whole uh, Toyota unintended acceleration issue. Yeah, uh, and it started way back in. Oh boy, it seems like a long time ago, but it really wasn't. It was like 2007, I think.
2: Yeah, it was about. Oh no, almost four years ago now. Yeah, about I guess three, it was three or four
1: years ago. ago. It's been a while. Yeah, and um, uh, the findings that that they came up with from this uh, the study, and you would think it would come from the uh, NHTSA, right? The sure. National, National Highway. Highway. Yeah, you know the, the bit, right? But um, you would think it would all come from there. But now that's that's where the study originated. Mm -hmm. Of course, they were studying all of this as well. But they went to NASA to get some answers on their electronics and, um, um, you know, posing the question to some engineers, here's the problem. And -hmm. they went to them. They they actually conducted a 10-month study. Uh, this is 30 NASA engineers, and they wanted to try to find out the, you know, if there was evidence of unintended acceleration in these Toyota vehicles uh, based on just electronics issues and, you know, gremlins okay. in the system, I guess. Yeah. Uh, they went through 280,000 lines of code apparently um, to find out that uh, there was no software issue. There, it, here's the, I mean, I'll just give you the quote from the, the yeah. story: "No evidence." Uh, that a malfunction in electronics caused unintended acceleration. That was the result.
2: Now that's let's hold on for a second because that's a very big conclusion uh, for people who don't exactly for people who don't know the details of what eventually became a recall. That's situation. Huge recall. Yeah. yeah. Um, now let's see. I'm quoting from our auto editor's blog here. Uh, right. That's, oh, that's me. That's you. Yeah. Who was that guy? Out of some guy. He just ran in, leaned in, and ran out. Um, yeah. Over 7 million uh, vehicles were eventually recalled, and they were recalled for this unintended acceleration issue. Now, for a long time, people isolated
1: it down to three possible causes, right? Yeah, there were three total, uh, including this electronic gremlin thing, Mm -hmm. this, uh, this software thing where they thought it was possibly electromagnetic interference. That was one of the issues. Right. But if you remember before this, they were talking about some physical issues as well, right?
2: Yeah, they were talking about the possibility of a design flaw that made the uh, accelerator stick. Mm-hmm. And were, Yeah, I think there was
1: a shim fix for that one.
2: Yeah, yeah, there was a hardware fix for that. And
1: mm-hmm. then, uh, let's see, what was that other one? The other one was a design flaw in the floor mat That's uh, right. issue that, that it was actually trapping the accelerator pedal and causing this uh, causing this unintended acceleration. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people weren't realizing that the, fl- that the pedal was stuck to the floor. Uh, physically stuck to the floor. And, um, so both of those, of course, physical problems. The other one would be an electronic problem. Uh, after this study, they determined that, uh, the other two issues that they knew about and have, you know, made significant changes to the, to the, uh, uh the vehicles that were affected, uh, they found that those two physical aspects were the only two that really caused the unintended acceleration. It was not a software problem at all. So, riddle me this, Mr. B. Mm-hmm.
2: Why the engineers at NASA well, specifically? This is
1: a this is a super simple answer, and it just cuts right to the quick on this one. That that um, NASA quite simply employs the the best and brightest engineers, and you're going to find that in every article that that, uh, that you look up on this this issue, uh, including my blog post. It's just that it's it's that simple. Uh, NASA finds the best and brightest of the engineers and, and puts them to work. And who better to go to than uh, this group that NASA? Works with actually, uh, oh yes, it's part of NASA. It's an it's an arm, I guess, of NASA. And they, but here's the weird thing. This is called the um, NESC, which stands for uh, NASA. the NASA Engineering and Safety Center. And this thing is in Lang. It's called the the Langley Research. <laughs> that's a tough word for me to say. <laughs> the Langley Research Center in Hampton, Virginia. Okay. And uh, they're not. Th- this is the weird thing about this place: is that it's not only. Um, NASA. They don't. They don't deal with just NASA programs. They deal with outside sources as well. Like if uh, you know, when the NHTSA said uh, we need somebody to investigate this, can you help us? They said, mm-hmm. of course we can. Um, this, this thing has been around since. Uh, so you probably are wondering what the NESC is, and you can find information about them on their own website. It's th- you can find it through the NASA site. Right, uh, NASA.gov. Yeah, just search NESC, and you'll find some information about this. And I went to the the uh, just the FAQs about this and, and find out you know all about the place when it was formed. Uh, where it's located, you know, what they do. Um, and just from their website here, um, it was formed, the NASC was formed in response to the observations of the Columbia Accident Investigation Board. Remember when the Columbia failed to uh, make reentry? So this, so this did not exist at the formation or founding of NASA itself? Correct. No, this is a relatively recent, uh, group that has been founded. And, um, Basically, what it is, and it, this is again from their site, is that it's it's comprised of the best engineering expertise from across the agency, It also includes partnerships with other government organizations, uh, national laboratories, universities, and expert consultants. So it's this big uh, con- conglomeration, mm-hmm. this big group of people that um, are are together to really to solve problems. It's almost a engineering think tank. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the the country's best experts uh, that have been brought together, and you know they they take on any challenge that, you know, NASA may have, Mm -hmm. any outside company may have, anybody that, uh, you know, has a problem that they need solved by some of the the best engineers that we have to offer. You know,
2: this is a little bit of a tangent, Scott, but it kind of makes me wonder about the threshold for getting these people to do some experimentation for you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you know, I, I would have guessed that if you got the money... You got the cash; they'll do it for you. Okay, so they do charge, but just check. Oh, I'm sure that they do. Yeah, I'm sure that they do. But here's the thing: is that you know what, what would they turn down? Because if it's an easy program or easy project for them mm-hmm. uh, to look into, that's fine. But I'm sure they're going to give it their, their all-out effort. You know, they 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 do uh, the goal. I guess, and this is just. Off the top of my head, I remember sure. reading this in, in that section. Um, is that they have a an actual seal that they, they place on something when when the you know the issue is closed, and I don't believe that this one has been completely sealed yet. This issue, okay. but uh, they've conducted all the research, everything is done except for the paperwork at this point, really, um, but they haven't officially sealed it and closed the case, uh, but that's soon to happen. So we have a case of, if you'll allow me to be facetious, mm-hmm.
2: real life rocket scientists uh, solving. Some problems that, um, you know, three years ago, we weren't sure whether or not there would actually be, um, a definite yes or no proof mm-hmm. yeah, coming forward right. out of this issue. Yeah, and
1: think about all the, uh, all the problems this caused for, cause for Toyota in the meantime. Yeah. Uh, boy, the, I mean, not only just the, the, the ridicule. That they received, and of course, you know, they they are responsible for the uh, the physical problems. Sure. You know, the the shim fix, they they fix that. Uh, the design flaw in the floor mats, they fix that. Uh, but then there was this lingering question of the software problem, and that's really scary to a lot Ooh. of people that you know that that's possible. Yeah. And um, so after this ten month study from these engineers, and you know, combined with the NHTSA. NASA, you know all these. The Department of Safety or Department of Transportation rather released all this information and said that yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not an issue. So uh, no worry about that at this point. <laughs> but um, you know, think when you think about the problems that it called, caused in the uh, um, in the media, in mm-hmm. uh, of course just you know word of mouth. Uh, you know, the sales declined, of course. And I think they're coming back up now again. But um, Toyota took a big, pretty big hit, and that was, not only that, there were fines that were involved with this mm-hmm. because of, um, you know, the uh, supposed cover-ups of of uh, what was going on. I think there's a there's like a five day limit when a corporation finds uh that there's a safety issue that they have to come forward with that information. And I think that's what they were fine. They were fined the maximum amount. It was like sixteen. 16 million, wow. seven, almost 17 million at that point, mm-hmm. in addition to the cost of, an, of recalling 8 million vehicles to fix them. Uh, mm-hmm. this, this is pretty big.
2: Oh, and also, for anyone who hasn't heard... Uh our podcast on automobile recalls, automotive recalls, um you can
1: find a lot more information about the ins and outs, the details of what we're talking about here. Yeah, exactly. A recall is uh recall is a major undertaking from any mm-hmm. corporation. And um when you get to when you're talking about eight million vehicles, that's that's enormous. Yeah, it's no small change. So I guess to wrap this all up just mm-hmm. in a in a nice tight little bundled bundle. Mm-hmm. Um Again, no evidence that there was a malfunction in the electronics. That's it. I mean, that's the, the results. Which is, uh,
2: comforting, one would imagine. To, I would think so. To did. a lot of people, especially a lot of people at Toyota. Well,
1: Toyota owners also and Toyota, uh, potential Toyota owners, you know, that, that, uh, you know, really wanted to buy and make a purchase, but didn't for, you know, for that reason. So let's go ahead
2: and, uh, wrap this up here with a little piece of listener mail, maybe.
0: Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without painful finger sticks. So you can always know which way your glucose is headed. An arrow shows you where you're heading up, down, or steady. It can also alert you before you go too low or when you're going too high. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM available, you can make better diabetes decisions about food, medication, and activity in the moment. And all those little decisions can lead to big results. Results you can see like more time and range in lower A1C. With Dexcom G7, you can manage your diabetes with confidence. Get started with the number one recommended CGM brand by doctors and patients at Dexcom.com. That's
1: Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.
2: Okay, Scott, we have an email from a person named Shalom. I think I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it Isn't correctly. Isn't that uh, hello or something, something like that? Uh, S-H-A-L-O-M. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and Shalom is in Idaho and said, Hey, guys, just listened to your Zamboni podcast. A few years ago, a couple of Zambonis were taken out from Midnight Drive to the nearby Burger King drive-thru window. It was here <laughs> in Idaho and was quite the talk of the town. And then he's got a link to it, and this looks like it happened in uh, 2006. And from our earlier podcast on Zambonis, man, I got to say, I can't imagine
1: driving one of those all the way to a Burger King. It must have been close. It had to have been close. Zamboni, well, they don't have a very high top speed, do they? Well, I, I, no, they don't. I don't think so. We, I don't we know have if you could even
2: soup it up. Crazy. The
1: yeah. drive through a Burger King. You know, what? the other day I was at Burger King and I saw someone in an H2 Hummer, and they had to get out of the vehicle to. Reach into the drive-through window. They parked, kind of. They, they pulled four or five feet away, opened yeah. the door, got out, and did the transaction because they were so much higher than that window. Oh, it was an I, old. It was an older drive-through. Yeah. It didn't have a higher. Because some of them have higher windows mm. at this point uh, for SUVs, but others that were older older places don't have that. So I can imagine a Zamboni driver what, six or seven feet up in the air. Yeah, that must have been dead. They probably had to hop down. But that would have been fun. And there's a there's a YouTube video. Is that right?
2: Uh, yeah. Well, the link he's got is USA Today uh, article. Oh, okay. An article. Not yeah. Um, cool. I'm sure we can find videos. of. St- Actually, let's go out on that note. How about this? Um, listeners, again, always thank you guys for tuning in. But also... Uh, have you seen any particularly strange vehicles going through drive throughs Ah, uh, that's a good one, because I've seen
1: tractors and all kinds of things go through there. Yeah. Farm country.
2: Let's see what let's see what people can come up with for that. You guys can hit us up on Facebook. You can talk to us on Twitter. Check out uh, Scott's blog post for more information about NASA and Toyota. And you can always write to us directly at carstuff@discovery.com. At
0: Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7
1: do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.
0: So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota.
1: Electrified?
0: Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid.
1: So Toyota is
0: electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash 0
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile